Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Communication Mixed Down. The show that takes a critical look at contemporary media. And explores the way we use communication to make sense of the world around us. From social media to citizen journalism. To the logo on the front of your favourite T-shirt. It's all part of the Communication Mixdown. Each week, Thursday, 6 to 6.30. Communication Mixdown. Cranking up. Right here on 3CR. Yes, indeed. We are Communication Mixdown, and this is our special Radiothon edition. Hello, I'm John Langer. And I'm Stefan Schutt. This year, 3CR's Radiothon theme is Fight for Your Mic. Fight for Your Mic sums up the station's ongoing commitment to social justice, equity, sustainability, and progressive community involvement, fighting for a better world. And each week, we think a program like Communication Mixdown plays its part with a specialised focus on all aspects of communication, but always informed by critical commentary and analysis. So let's take up that specialised focus, uh, that focal angle. Let's, uh, let's call it a, a perspective. This Radiothon show, we thought we'd ask the question, if 3CR is fighting for your mic, who's making the mic work for us in the first place? What happens if the mic, or indeed in any bit of equipment at the station, needs some kind of fine-tuning or replacing so it can be keep us keep, keep being used to keep the fight going on for a better world? There's so much that goes on behind the voice and the music that you hear in your favorite program, and we as presenters on Communication Mixdown think that the people that do all that all this are actually the unsung heroes of 3CR. There they are, in the background, making the mics ready for fighting, but they tend to stay in the background, quietly going about their business. Now, in this radio edition of the show, we want to bring them a bit more into the foreground. We're a show all about communication, so why not talk a bit about the process and practicalities of communication as it works at 3CR? But before we get to that, as it's Radiothon, as everyone knows, let's give a big thumbs up to some of the generous people who have already made a donation to Communication Mixdown. <laughs> Very nice, John. Um, uh, they include Barry Carr, uh, Bromman Cran, our former presenter, and John Hannon. Yay. Uh, Bruce Francis, Julian Howe, Salim Kasim Laka. And some people with a suspiciously familiar last name, the name Langer, Dr. Beryl Langer and Zev Langer. And as the old saying goes, families that donate together stay together. Exactly right, Stefan. And uh, tell us where people can ring. So uh, you can call the station right now, make a donation to Communication Mixdown. Any amount will do. And it all goes to help Communication Mixdown make its target. And all the money raised goes towards supporting independent, progressive, alternative community radio. 
especially needed in these dark times. So the number to call is 03-9419-8377. That's 9419-8377. And if you're um, sending a donation by text, that's um, 0488-930-855. That's 0488-930-855. And any donation over $2 is tax deductible. This is Communication Mixdown, and this is our special Radio Thorn show. And we have with us in the studio a very special guest, one of the true unsung heroes of 3CR. I'm going to call him the guru, the tech guru, in fact, of 3CR, Greg Siegel. Hiya, Greg. Hi, John. Hi, Stephen. And I want to start by kicking us off with uh, just a brief thing. Tell us about your work at 3CR. Well, it's like the other two technical people here, Raya and Luke, my work is varied. It varies from literally changing light bulbs sometimes to getting stuck into the serious sides of IT to getting out a soldering iron and actually repairing bits of equipment. And also, of course, um, maintaining our transmitter side, our AM transmitter side in Werribee. So... We've got a lot of gear here, which we by and large maintain ourselves. We even take care of the air conditioning here most of the time ourselves. Something that people might not know about is this transmitter in Werribee. Just just describe it for us. It's it's whereabouts. And well, it's um, most people would actually call it Hopper's Crossing. It's just over over the road from the old on the old Princess Highway, adjacent to Hopper's Crossing Railway Station on one side, and the, um, the Werribee Sewerage Pumping Station on the other. Um, it's about six hectares of land, which 3CR owns, I'm pleased to say, mm. and on it are two 80-metre towers. And um, there's also a, a building of about six by four metres that houses the, the transmitters themselves, okay. which actually do the hard work. Okay. Now, you've been at the station for quite a long time, as I said before, and uh, or maybe I didn't, but I... I acknowledge that you you have been. I want you. I want you to take us back to those early days. What would you say would be the major difference that's going on today as opposed to back then? Well, I think it's it's the scale of it in terms of what we're actually doing, and and also just the technical complexity of it. I mean, um, when I first walked in the door in 1978. <laughs> That's frightening, isn't it? Wow, that's okay. wild. There, there were, in fact, there were, in there's fact, a, there's three, a lot of history there. there oh, let's not go there. there. There were, in fact, three studios, which, which was quite an achievement for, for the people who were involved. Who actually got it to that point in the, in this rented premises um, j- just down the road in Cromwell Street, which I, I should point out was not the first studios, but that's, that's another mm-hmm. story. Um, there were three functional studios, uh, and they all had all this XABC analog equipment, quite a lot of which actually used valves at, at that point. Oh. And and the transmitter, which was then next to Collingwood Town Hall on a little 30-metre tower, um, also used valves. And in fact, and the main transmitter, in fact, had been actually built by some 3CR techs and worked really, really well. But... Um, it was all simple analog gear and relatively easy to maintain. You know, if if there was a problem, there'd be a bang or there'd, there'd be smoke, and you could you could identify it pretty quickly. <laughs> um, these days, with the, the with so much IT equipment, so much gear with microprocessors and, and some circuit boards, you cannot repair. Uh, it just gets a whole lot harder, and so many different interconnected systems which interact with each other. Mm, mm, mm. Now, this is a, probably a really hard question, but um, 
I want to throw it to you. What What's the biggest challenge for you as a, as the tech guru that you've needed to confront and deal with? I mean, there must be lots of them, but what's the one that stands out? I think for me, it's actually working with people here, making decisions about which way we go on things, for example. We're, we're looking at now changing the, the main on-air player software we use, and we think we, we made a, a decision and, and a commitment on that. But there's always this sort of nagging doubt, is this the right way to go? And we spend all this money, are we actually going to get the result? Mm. Um, you know, we, we work as hard as we can on that, and we, we, we work together, and we, so we as in the, the three technical people, and we, we consult with, with the staff and volunteers here as well, but even so, we can never be entirely sure. So as a colleague of mine once observed, what technical people are often on about is just risk management. What's the least worst way to do something mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the what's the what's the way where one is most unlikely to get one's backside bitten you know, <laughs> ah, so, okay. you know. all right yeah look that, very interesting and just just in relation to you describing the the um the stuff that we use in the studio just for people listening there's something that we use called dinosat which is the a page comes up on a com- on a computer screen and all the promos that you hear on air are loaded into that, yes, and that, that's an automatic thing that we this use. Is, and this is the Plaid software that, I was t- t- that we're looking at actually replacing. Yep. But behind you know, what's, what's on that screen there, there's a fair amount of IT equipment. Uh, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's one server. There's, there's some backup servers behind it. And it's my colleague, Luke, who's actually here, there, mm-hmm. here with us now, who's largely responsible for for maintaining that and that has to run reliably 24 7 we, we actually make sure that we always have off-site backups of it so in the horror scenario and this is what i mean by risk management you know mm. what if what if the joint burns down and we just have ashes mm. you know we, we well we, we at least know that we have copies of all of the audio and all of the station's administrative material somewhere else so that we can recreate it eventually let me introduce Luke because uh, he's in the studio as well. Luke Neeson, he's also one of the, uh, I'm going to call him one of the, the offsider tech gurus and uh, in charge of all manner of things digital. And uh, welcome to Communication Mixdown and our Radiothon show, Luke. Hello, and uh, thank you for the welcome. Oh, it's, it's, it's a pleasure having you. Look, I, I just wanted to ask you about your work, and, and Greg's described a little bit of it. Tell us what you're, what generally what you're, what you're on about. So I found your question um, intriguing when you started off with a, a brief summary of what we do. Um, <laughs> I, I, look, technically, I'm, I'm meant to be looking after the IT equipment. So that's the computers, the network gear, the, the internet connection, the, um, the servers. In reality, I'm, I see my role as to help 3CR do what it does best. Um, on a good day, I'm looking at, you know, how can I make sure that we're using the latest technology, we're reaching people on, you know, internet platforms, we're talking to people on Facebook, all of that. Um, but on a lot of days, I'm sort of getting out, well, I don't. I try to avoid getting out the soldering iron, but I, I have to admit that every now and again, there's a bit of sticky tape and cardboard to, to stick a fan on the back of a server. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, it's a very varied sort but of role. You, you really should admit, Luke, you actually like getting out a soldering iron occasionally. <laughs> well, it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> it could provide a welcome relief to when you, you, you're trying to nut out a, um, a, a script on a server that you're trying to achieve some simple thing like, you know, making sure a backup actually did the backup. Right. And you get halfway through it and you realize that it's just not going to do the thing you want to do because you're trying to do one thing with one server mm. that's actually 
not supported by the makers of that server. So it's nice to actually do some physical hands-on mm-hmm, things. But yeah, mm-hmm. technically my role is is the uh, all the all the things that you've got to turn off and on again. Let's go back to Greg and uh, the radio. Our radiothon target for communication mixdown is six hundred dollars, but the overall station target is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And I wonder, I want to ask you: Was what project that you're currently working on, or that you know that you're going to have to work on, or that you have worked on, where this money would be going? Well, one of the most immediate ones will be this. Uh, the, the, the play it software that we're talking about, looking at replacing that. Uh, the, there's a capital cost of about $10,000. There's some, at this point, probably rather unknown amount of hour and time, which, which, which again, is a cost to the station. When I say hours, and collectively, uh, as, a, as in Luke, our colleague, Raya, who's mm. in the building but chose to stay mm. in the background, mm. um, and, and myself, we're, we're all, we'll, we'll be working on that in some way, shape or form in crafting it into exactly what we want mm-hmm. um, and that will be sucking up a fair amount of resources for the next quite a few months I think. And you were saying also a, a little bit earlier that, that because 3CR and this is something maybe people don't know listening that 3CR actually owns its buildings owns the towers? This is yeah and this has been, been a, I suppose a philosophical thing that we've been on about for a long long time. Um, the decision to purchase this building here and carry out the, med- the modifications and build, build the studios in the backyard was made in the early 1980s. It was um, a decision that got through the then Committee of Management by just one vote. Really? Gee. Yes. So, I mean, I wonder how different it would have been if we hadn't bought this building. And But people saw, you know, this is a project that, you know, we could manage. The station had only, only been in existence, what, you know, five or six years at that point, and what an ambitious thing for a, a, a nascent organisation to actually do. Mm. But that, that's the decision that was made. It was incredibly brave, silly, and, and courageous, mm. and we did it. And 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 now what we've got is, you know, on the one hand, the security of being in a, in a building that, that we actually own, um, and then some years down the track, we decided to purchase a site at Werribee to give us a secure, a secure AM transmitter site. Mm. Um, but with ownership comes responsibility and cost. So while, you know, one isn't forking out rent to someone else, we've got the security, which is priceless. There's also the cost of actually maintaining it. Mm-hmm. Um, and those costs, while some of them you can predict, you're gonna, you know, there'll, there'll be things like rates and insurance and so on and so forth, some you can't predict accurately. Like, for example, the, the studio air conditioning system here, and you know, that does this room that we're in is over 30 years old and we nurse it along (laughs) but sooner or later we're going to have to look at replacing that so if someone would like to make you know just right now a tax deductible donation of around about ten thousand dollars um i'm dead serious uh you know it's it's towards the end of june the lines Um, are lighting up that would do really well Stephen, tell them where they can ring (laughs) they can ring (laughs) yeah tell them where they can ring (laughs) zero three nine four one nine eight three double seven nine four one nine eight three double seven with your donation of ten thousand dollars or more (laughs) or less Any any amount will do, as we say at 3CR. That all goes into the kitty and helps maintain the station. We were just go go back to Luke. Something else that Greg's described a few of the things. I something that again I don't think people really listening know about. I would call it the engine room. I, I wanted you to just just give you, give us our, your impression when you walk into the engine room. The door opens. What do you see? 
um, if, if you mean the rack room, um, you see a lot of flashy lights. You see a lot of um, fairly uh, well, equipment that's been around a long time um, that's still humming along, um, equipment that's got you know transistors and transformers that we can keep spares of and swap in and out as we need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a whole pile of uh, network equipment and servers that, that I've kind of accumulated over time thinking, well, we need a little bit more capacity. Maybe if I pick up this thing from hard rubbish and I put it, put it into servers, I can, I can do two things. I can, you know, live my like, dream of, keep, you know, reduce, reduce, recycle. And I can, you know, help 3CR sure. do what it needs to do. So lots of blinking lights, a few whirring fans. Um, yes. And yeah. the reason it's called a rack room, as I, I imagine <laughs> it, is because the computers and the various things are in racks. Exactly. One yep. on top of the yep. other, and you go in there and it looks like a bunch of shelves. Actually, yeah. what, what happened to the old gear with the valves? It became redundant. Um, it was replaced by gear with transistors and integrated circuits. And because, um, you know, the, you there's know. there's a movement now, and you know, people loving all that old stuff again. I'm, I'm sure the hipsters would, would would love to get hold of that gear now. Yeah, look, people get all nostalgic and warm and fuzzy and stuff. But look, the practical grim reality is that the modern solar star stuff's generally speaking a lot more reliable, consumes less power. Like in terms of the transmitter we use, the actual transmitter box, the fridge size box. It's vastly more efficient in terms of the amount of power consumed. Although I point out that 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 the supply of power just to that transmitter, just for the AM side of it only, is consuming is costing us around about um, what would the figure be? It's around about seven or eight thousand dollars a year just to keep that radiating. And I also point out that in the cost electricity cost for this building here, you know, numerous mm. bits of air conditioning, the the. the the servers now, you know, the lighting, so on and so forth, about $10,000 a year here. And we also are on digital radio, for those of people with digital radios. That costs us, and this is to a third-party provider, it's, it's not our gear, mm. that's about $15,000 a year just to maintain that, that, that service. Stephen, mm. you better tell us about some of the donations because mm-hmm. it's starting, the, sure. the, the figures are adding up here. Sure, so here are some of more, more of the fabulous folks who've donated for Radiothon. There's uh, Mr. Ian McIntyre. Hi, Ian, an old friend of mine. Uh, Annie McLaughlin, um, Peter Musaferiatis, I hope I said that correctly, and Michael Stevenson. Fantastic. And uh, we've got someone else on the line with us, but I uh, just want to uh, put, put, play a little promo to, uh, to tell people about Radiothon. Radiothon is a time for raising money, but it's also a time when we get to hear back from our listeners about how you feel about the station. We'd love to hear from you during Radiothon, so ring up, donate and have a chat. Our number is 9419 8377. So don't forget, you can call the station right now, make a donation to Communication Mixdown. Any amount will do. Um, and the number, again, is 94198377, 94198377, and SMS, if you're making a donation that way, it's 0488 and any donation over $2 is tax deductible. Now, the technical areas of community broadcasting and community radio broadcasting, and in fact media more generally, have tended to be pretty much male-dominated. Very early in the piece, 3CR made a fight-for-your-mic-type policy decision to change that. The station started a technical training course specifically aimed at getting women involved in radio production and broadcast technology. Lottie Stein was one of the early pioneers, and in fact, we can say it, one of the unsung heroes of 3CR. 
working quietly away in the background to make it all happen for the listeners and for the station. Lottie, thanks for joining our Radiothon special. Thank you for having me. Now, briefly, just uh, as I understand it, if you first up were a presenter on a show, what was the show and why did you decide to hop in from being a presenter to a tech-type person? No, it was actually the other way around. I um, started as a tech person. <laughs> Sorry, Lottie. And um, that's okay. I came to the station 20 years ago, um, and uh, I'd been sending my resumes out because I'd had some radio, but also some uh, theatrical backstage experience. One of those experiences was in um, sound, um, and they asked me whether I wanted to be trained in um, in the um, live-to-air, um, live-to-tape broadcasting. Um, and, yeah, I, I never left. So. Now, <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I noticed you said l- not, l- not just live-to-air, but live-to-tape. Tell us about that. Yeah. Okay, so this is back when... Um, the, um, the technology was actually reel-to-reel quarter-inch tape. So you might um, have uh, do a program or have a band come in and play and you would record it to, to reel-to-reel tape and the editing process was, was quite a physical thing. You would, you know, sit um, in the editing suite and you would cut tape. Mm-hmm. Now, that was a long time ago, yeah? That was 20 years ago. And were you involved in the transition to digital? How did you, how did you find that? Um, oh, look, I mean, it, was, it went in stages. So I don't know if, um, I mean, this is already outdated technology, but when mini discs came in, that uh, provided um, a, you know, less messy, more accurate sort of, method of editing um, and then to, to computers and, and audio production programs through the computer and yeah and that kind of was why mm. sort of stopped a Lo- bit. Lottie you, um, may, you might have missed the beginning of the conversation we're getting very nostalgic here because Greg Siegel's in the mm. studio and he's, he talked about uh, equipment that had valves and you mentioned mini discs um, yes. I'm, lots of people probably have no idea what a mini disc is these days. No. What, is, what is it? No, it's it's a cross between a, a CD and a, 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 a floppy disc type. Um, mm. <laughs> not right. And and look, I mean, it, you had to play it in a mini disc player. It was not transferable um, to say a, a computer. Um, input or anything like that. That's why I think that technology didn't last very long. I think it had about 10 years, maybe, maybe less. Right, right. So, um, yeah, but again, it was, it was a, it was the next step from um, cutting tape and recording to, to reel to reel. And, you know, I mean, it was a process for, um, you know, uh, long-term 3CR programmers to transition from tape mm. to mini-disc. I'd say it was a process of years. So, right. Yes. And then they had to transition again to computer. Right. Now, so, just yeah. 
just to uh, wrap us up, 3CR has had a very clear policy of making the tech and production areas gender inclusive. And you were doing this quite a few years ago. Have you been keeping an eye on what's been happening more generally across the media landscape? Do you think broadcast tech areas have been changing to become more gender inclusive? Um, look, I don't think... I think it's the ratio is about the same as it has been. Um, uh, it's high, look, for me, it ties into a much broader issue of um, uh, attitudes and violence towards women. So mm. um, until, we, until we actually address, and that's starting to happen a bit more openly now, mm. um, address that bigger issue, I don't see a change. Mm. And in fact, um, uh, I've seen um, uh, when there's been friends of mine, women mixing, um, male punters will push them out of the way and try and, you know, mm. fix something they think is lacking, which I don't think I've ever seen them do to a, a, a male right. uh, yes. sound engineer. So yes. there's still that attitude mm. that, um, that 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 women don't have the skills, the talent, or or the respect to to be an engineer. Right, Buddy, We're going to we're going to so, have to wrap it up there. I'm I'm afraid we're okay. yeah we're just running out of time. But look, I want to thank you so much for being on Communication Mixdown yeah. on our Radiothon show, and all the best for the future with your work. Thank you. Talking there with Lottie Stein, one of the unsung heroes behind the 3CR mics that we're all fighting for during this radiothon. So thank you greatly to John Barraclough and Ria for donating to the station. Those donations have just come in. Thank you very much for that, guys. And there's still a few minutes left to donate to Communication Mix Down. The number again is 03 And that's all the time we have for this week from Communication Mixdown Radio Show. Thanks to our special guests, 3CR Techies Greg, Luke and Lottie, and especially thanks to all the people who donated to the show tonight. And we're going to be back next Thursday. We'll talk to you then.